What's up, online nutrition coach community? It has been a while. Kate and I have had a week off, and then we had two weeks of Nutrition Business Booster. And so, yes, the online nutrition coach community has been a little bit quiet as of late. But you know, we've had over I think it was close to two hundred of you in uh, Nutrition Business Booster. So we hope everybody who um, joined that really enjoyed it. You now, let us know in the comments if you're in Nutrition Business Booster. Uh, and kind of what your big takeaways were. I'd love to hear from more of you about you know, how you're doing about a week out from, from finishing that up. Um, but yeah, to, to kick off the new year back in the online nutrition coach community, um, Ken and I thought we would just have a little bit of a, a discussion or a coaching call about um, what is actually working in organic marketing and organic lead generation with the, the coaches who are in our VIP coach mentorship program. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, I just want to want to kick it off by saying I've I've spoken to a lot of coaches recently, and uh, a theme that I'm kind of noticing is that um, the approach a lot of you are taking to lead generation right now isn't working, um, and it's a pretty similar approach. So let me know if that sounds familiar to you. You uh, go into Facebook groups and you join Facebook groups for your niche, and then once you've joined that group, you're supposed to like maybe post some content in there or connect with five people every day and you're supposed to do this outreach message and ultimately what ends up happening is uh, you know half the people don't respond and the half who do respond are just other you know other coaches who are looking to pitch you and so it creates this situation where like you're creating this content and you're grinding in the groups and trying to do all that outreach and yet it's not really bearing any fruit you might put 10 hours in and, and get one sales call on your account and, you know, we've been finding that um, that kind of standard organic lead generation formula, it's just not really working as well as it used to. Like, it still works. Like, you can find the needle in the haystack and no doubt, um, but the returns on the time that you put into it are diminishing. And whenever returns are diminishing, uh, you just got to decide whether or not it's worth your energy. So, you know, if that's kind of been your approach to uh, generating leads, and it hasn't been working. Uh, what Kate and I want to talk about is some of the things that we found actually work really well with organic marketing right now, um, because you know that is that that method that I just talked about. That's what's been taught. So many business coaches teach other business coaches that, and then those business coaches teach other coaches that, and it's just one of those things that's now so widely used and widely distributed um, that you know you might feel icky doing it because you've been on the receiving end of it and it didn't feel good. Uh, so you, you know, don't feel like you want to do it or, you know, it's just, you're doing it, <laughs> you know, you've removed the ick factor. You just kind of have that degas mentality, but it's just, you know, not necessarily bearing the fruit that you were hoping it would. So that's why we want to talk about um, some of the different lead generation things that we're doing organically uh, that have really been, been working fantastically well. As most of you guys know, we've, you know, got a waiting list for our coaching program. You know, and, and quite a few of the, the coaches that, that we uh, mentor have waiting lists for their, their programs as well. Um, and none of that's driven by paid ads. You know, a lot of them don't even see the inside of a Facebook group. Um, so I thought we would talk a little bit about that. And um, as many of you may know, you know, Kate is our client success boss. So I thought I'd ask you, Kate, like, what are, what are some of the things that you're finding um, work really well? 
uh, for generating like long-term clients, not just people who come in mm -hmm. and, you know, ask for a refund or quit before, uh, you know, their, their time's yeah. up. What are the, what are the things that actually create long-term clients? Cause I think that's really important to, to distinguish. Some lead generation strategies are, um, you know, the quick fix ones don't necessarily lead to long-term happy clients. Mm -mm. Like, uh, and I hate to say this, but it was me in the past too with doing like ads and funnels. Um, those are not creating those long-term clients. And listen, like there's like all those funnels that are going to this free guide that are just adding people to your email list. And, and then it just becomes kind of like this unsubscribe abyss thing that, you know, you're, you're never really able, especially if you're selling like a high ticket customized coaching program, really, really difficult. But something that's working incredibly well is the concept of borrowed audiences. So using someone else's audience that has a similar niche as you, but doesn't do the same thing, getting in front of their audience, leveraging their audience, because you are immediately like you, you have immediate trust with this audience because the person that brought you in has trust. Borrowed audiences could be other Facebook groups, Instagram collaborations, blogs, podcasts, um, features in newsletters, just being live in front of each other's audiences on Facebook or Instagram. I mean, it doesn't even have to be inside of a group. There are truly so many opportunities to leverage borrowed audiences in your local network. I'm sure that you have other groups and practitioners and things that you can reach out to. Think of people who have clients that they would refer to you or that they would love to refer to you. If you work with new moms, hook up with a birthing center and doulas and things like that and see how you can get exposure to each other's audiences. But I would say that borrowed audiences is truly one of the number one things and they're super fun to use and to leverage and to create. Like, and it, it can be super simple of just like writing for each other or guesting for each other. And I say each other because the key with a borrowed audience is that it's got to be mutually beneficial. If you were to reach out to me and say, hey, Kate, I noticed that you have a bunch of friends on Facebook. Some of them look like they could be my potential clients. Um, can I do, you know, can I go live with you on Facebook and just like talk all about myself? I mean this with love, so much love. Cause I, like, I'm super happy to let our coaches like borrow my audience always. But if you have nothing really to bring other than just talking about who you are and what services you offer, that doesn't benefit my followers and my audience. What would is if you came in with a really great like tip or several tips or easy to implement strategies that would solve XYZ issue and help my followers get to XYZ single biggest goal quickly. And so there's another little key to this, right? Which is like, know what you want to talk about. What value do you bring to someone else's audience? You need to do a little bit of research in order to be really effective in coming to someone else's audience. Look, if you are, you know, and Matt and I, like, we'll, we'll drop F-bombs left and right. We, it's just like part of who we are. We like it. It's like a familiarity thing. However, if you're going to go on somebody's podcast and they are like, just they don't do that or they don't like swear and things like that. Make sure you do your homework. If you're sitting there and you're like dropping bombs and things like that on their podcast, it's never going to air. Like you totally just wasted your time and that person's time. But yeah, borrowed audiences, I would say is like one of the number one things that's working really well. And it's really fun. Yeah.
Yeah, absolutely. And I think um, one of the things that's important to realize with foreign audiences that makes business easy is the fact that like in the old way of organic marketing, where it's like, you know, you're going into Facebook groups and you have to build each relationship one to one to one. And you might yeah. be having, you know, be putting all this time and energy into a conversation only to realize that that person's just in the conversation with you. Or, mm-hmm. you know, you might have somebody who's not super responsive to, um, you know, your outreach. And it's just, it feels like a lot of wasted energy because you're just, you're getting no leverage. It's like one unit of your time goes to one unit of relationship building or trust building. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's a slow, slow process. Whereas with borrowed audiences, you actually get leverage because then, you know, yeah. if I'm on Kate's podcast, and all the people that listen to Kate's podcast who trust her by proxy because Kate trusted me enough to be an expert on her show, all of those people then have more trust in me. And so now because I have one good relationship with Kate, now all of a sudden I'm building trust with everybody in her network who trusts her. And so it becomes a much more leverage, like one unit of your energy there mm-hmm. to manage that one relationship. Also then by you know extension, manages the relationship with all of the people in their audience. And so, you know, we've had like, how I mean, one of our coaches who you've probably seen us celebrate all the time, Deval, Deval's had the opportunity to get in front of a few other audiences that are perfect for his niche, you know, business owners Mm -hmm. and professionals who, you know, he's found, um, you know, some other people who have an audience, but do different things than him. Yeah. You know, they do like wealth management and that, and Deval does, you know, nutrition and, and fitness. So he gets in front of their audience, who's his perfect audience. And then I think he booked what, 93 triage calls from yes. one. Yeah. Yeah. So 93, 93. calls. Yeah. We're booked from one borrowed audience. He did one, one hour webinar, has one person who has one group that he was able to essentially get that leverage with and build that relationship with. By building that one relationship, he now has 93 sales opportunities on his calendar for one hour time. So, you know, that's why we try to look at, okay, what are the highest leverage lead generation things that you can do organically? Because obviously ads gives Mm -hmm. you leverage. You know, you put a dollar in, you know, you get a certain amount of eyes. But, you know, as many of you know, kind of, ads do work when you've got the right uh, strategy, but it does, you know, take a lot of, a lot of energy and a lot of management. And, um, you know, it's a very specific skill set. You are taking a lot of risk by, by investing. Whereas with these strategies, you know, you can get a lot of leverage just by investing a bit of time into relationships, mm-hmm. which is fun as a coach. Um, I think the other thing that's really important when it comes to, uh, you know, picking lead generation strategies is finding ones that are synergistic because then that creates a, a little bit more of a compound effect. It's like, you know, if your only strategy is like, make a random post, make a random post, make a random post, even if you have like a content calendar and it's like, you know, you have a specific mm-hmm. cadence to your post. Um, and then it's like, okay, you know, direct outreach to, to people in Facebook groups. It's like, you're not really getting that exponential growth that happens. You're still always getting like that one-to-one-to-one-to-one-to-one growth. Um, once you start to get access to more of these leverage points, like borrowed audiences, take off. When you do things mm-hmm. like, you know, the market research process that we have in, uh, we just did it in Nutrition Business Booster, uh, which yeah. I realized we're accidentally live in there, not the whole nutrition <laughs> community anyway. 
Um, when you do the market research, you know, that actually creates a compounding effect or an exponential effect because now you know what audiences to get in front of and you can be targeted with your borrowed audiences. Mm -hmm. Now you know what your audience wants. And so you actually, by making the sniper offers that we teach, you know, you'll have a higher close rate on clients, which means that you'll waste less time talking to people who don't need what you want. You know, when you have a higher close rate, your business grows at a more exponential rate. Um, you also know what needs to go into your programs so that you've got good retention and you've got good referrals. When you have good retention, your churn, the amount of people leaving drops. When you've got good retention and people like your program, they refer. And so that compounds because if you wow. only like essentially lose one client per month, but you gain two through referrals, then every person you bring into your program becomes two people in your program. And so that mm -hmm. creates, you know, this exponential one person becomes two, two become four, four become eight, you know, so you ultimately create this exponential growth machine uh, in your business. And look, you don't need to scale your business to the moon. I just posted on my Facebook wall about how, you know, that's, you know, we capped, yep. capped the VIP coach mentorship, you know, we capped it at 50 people. We're actively pruning down because we only got down, you know, the, the 54 people, I think now, um, you know, we're trying to, trying to scale down the business. Um, so that it fits our lifestyle. So if you can get that exponential curve up to where you want your business to be, then you can just kind of maintain it. You know, it, it becomes mm -hmm. easier when you look for these exponential or, or compounding opportunities within your business. And you you set your business up like that. Yeah, ultimately that's that's what we try to teach. So I've been talking, jammering on a little bit. Anything, no, I think you were hitting like. Well, the retention, the referrals piece, I think is really huge. And that's why, you know, we've been talking about this. I'm so excited that as of next week, it starts every single week. We have um, weekly client experience calls. And these are just going to be like, the, it's the missing link that I feel like a lot of coaches are looking for in their business because they get certified. So they have all the information. Maybe they've run some group coaching programs or they coach a few people for free or they, they've had some experience you know, with coaching, but we're finding that a lot of coaches get discouraged because they have issues with client compliance and it's making them feel like I can't get my clients results and it's affecting your confidence. It's affecting how you show up, how consistent you post on social media. We're talking to you about borrowed audiences, but my guess is that if you're feeling like you haven't been able to get your clients results, you're not going to have a lot of confidence in approaching someone's audience and you know, offering to provide value to them. So I'm excited about doing these weekly client experience calls to help you troubleshoot those client issues, to help you really like deliver an, a really customized high level VIP experience that's time effective for both you and, and your client to really make the experience easy, fast, enjoyable for both of you. Um, and that's where retention and referrals, that's where they live. It's in that VIP experience. Um, it's when, and we've, we've had conversations with some other coaches about this who are like, well, I don't, you know, I don't want to be needed by my client forever. And it's not necessarily that they need you, not in the same way, maybe as like what their original goals were for hiring you, but they enjoy being a part of you. They enjoy knowing that they have you in their back pocket, that they can call on at any time. They look forward to speaking with you monthly and just catching up and celebrating, right? People need to celebrate things. And when you're in their like room as their cheerleader, oh my God, like sometimes that's worth easy a thousand dollars a month for people truly. Um, and then as far as 
you know, so we have your clients, we're retaining your clients. These clients, these are clients that you likely love to work with. So you're feeling great and fulfilled in your business. And because they're the clients that you love, and they're having such an amazing experience, they can't help but talk about you. So like we have retention and referrals. Like, can you imagine just having a referral-based business and just being able to post on social media and answer questions and provide tons of free, truly free value, put your best stuff out there because information is completely different than implementation and coaching. Um, but just being able to show up and do what you do best, coach, lead gen, totally natural. It just flows to you. You are a magnet for our soulmate clients. What would your life and your business look like if that were the case for you? Yeah. Yeah. Imagine it because <laughs> it's possible. I mean, yeah. Like I think about Yvette, you know, mm -hmm. when we, when we audited Yvette's business, you know, we looked and her business, she was getting two more referrals every quarter uh -huh. than she was having people drop off. She literally mm -hmm. has a referral based business. Like she mm -hmm. took time off of her business, of marketing, of all those things. And yet her business still grew because, mm -hmm. you know, she was able to create a business like that. So, um, yeah, I mean... Listen, some of you who are watching, like you might want to scale, 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 scale. And, you know, if you do want to do that and you want to, you know, be making, making millions, like, awesome. you know, I've, I've people I can refer you to who I think are, are great at building mm -hmm. systems like that. But, you know, if you really just want to build a business that, you know, earns you a really solid income, you know, supports your ideal lifestyle, you know, is one where it's like, you're working with clients you love. You can say no to clients you don't want to work with. You know, you don't have to work more hours than you want to work just to earn the income you want to earn. Like, you know, building a business like that is, is possible, you know, and uh, we want you to see that there is a path to it. And if you've been finding that, you know, the approach that you're taking to building your business hasn't been working up to this point or the places that you've been you know, seeking answers to building your business, uh, in a way that feels good to you in a way that like you can be proud of hasn't, hasn't been panning out. Um, you know, I just want you to know that there's alternatives. You know, obviously we can, mm -hmm. we can teach it to you guys. Um, you know, we're going to keep, keep doing these, these live classes. Um, you know, if you want to work more intimately with us, you can, you can apply to get onto our waiting list. Um, but I just want you to know that, you know, you've, you've got options, you know, if you've been hanging your head yeah. in um, there's, there's different ways, there's different strategies, there's different possible. Um, mm -hmm. and yeah, we're, we hope that by sharing some of these with you today, that it's kind of expanding your mind about how you can, uh, possibly start attracting clients or building your business in a way that feels better. Mm -hmm. Yep, exactly. Exactly. And, you know, look, like if you've been doing the Facebook group thing and you've been in that position where you're, you're feeling like you're banging your head against the wall, it's such a slow burn. You're constantly getting spam messages. You're feeling like the spammer. That doesn't feel good. It doesn't feel good. Every time you open up your computer and you're like, okay, let me send out five spammy cold DMS. Um, and you really start to resent that piece of your business. When, you know, Matt says it all the time. I, I quote him all the time. You truly can't be having more conversations and you have clients. So conversations are still really important to have, but when they're generated from trusted sources, your credibility goes up and the, the process, like the, the time that it takes to get on calls and 
and enroll clients is much smaller. So Facebook groups, look, like Matt and I have had success in Facebook groups. We've taught it. Um, it's just that it's everyone's been teaching it for so long. And that's where we're getting at. Like you, you know it because <laughs> you've been taught it. Um, and there's an art to it. It can work. It's just slower. It's a slower, it's a slower process if you want to do it right and not be someone who's spammy and really want to go at it from a relationship perspective. Right. Like, and I think that that's a really important distinction that like, if you are just sending out tons of cold messages and you're not feeling good about it, understand that Facebook groups can work. It's a slower process because you need to focus on relationships first. Um, but with borrowed audiences, it can go a lot faster. And something that we're, like, we're, I've been teaching some of our clients that I really love is like actually truly becoming the one-stop shop. Like Matt just mentioned, we have our area of expertise and what works really well for our clients. But we also have other people that we trust to refer our clients out to if they're looking for something specific for something specific that is not our area or that we just don't, that's just not that it's something that we teach, but we know people who do and we trust them. So we're happy to refer people out. You can become that one-stop shop too for your coaches. Who else do you know that they might need? Who could you add to your circle as a trusted referral source? Who would refer back to you? So that is just one like type of a borrowed audience that I, I, actually, I call them power partners, but like being able to truly create that referral circle. Oh my gosh. Again, you're gener you have a referral based business built on trust. Amazing. Yeah. yeah. I love for a second. I was like, damn, Kate, you're real flexible. And then I realized it was no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, long nap today. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. Yeah. So how, how's this feel for, for everybody watching? You know, how are you feeling about, you know, the, the possibilities that we're opening up here, especially with, you know, different organic lead generation strategies with different approaches to, because, you know, Facebook groups, it is a borrowed audience. Like, you know, that's somebody else created the group and created the audience. And so in a way you're borrowing it, you know, the same principles um, that apply to the way that we teach setting up referral partnerships and, you know, affiliates and uh, creating content partners. You know, the same would apply to Facebook groups, but, you know, with Facebook groups, it might take a, a little bit more tact or a little bit more time than the way that you might have been taught. Because um, mm -hmm. if you just go in and, you know, start being kind of self-promotional or, you know, DMing a bunch of people, that's a quick way to get blocked. Yeah. Uh, whereas if you can go to, into a group and develop a relationship with the person who, who created it and figure out how to create a win for them, a win for their audience, and by, you know, extension, a win for you, then it, you know, can be successful. But like the principles that we teach about borrowing an audience are absolutely necessary to make Facebook groups successful. You can't just these days go in to a group that somebody else built and put time, effort, mm -hmm. and energy into and expect that, you know, that's going to be a great lead generation source for you without, you know, raising some red flags and possibly getting you kicked out. If I think about, this might sound like a funny example, but um, like I, I moved to Austria. You know, I moved to my town. I wasn't 
a, like a local there and there's a bit of a local surf crew there um that all kind of sits on the rock wall with the coffee in the morning you know trolling all the kooks and uh then they get out into the water and they've got their tight little circle and they don't really talk to anybody except for you know the the people that they see day in and day out and it took two years of me surfing 265 days one year and 315 days the next it took two years before one of those salty dudes decided that they were going to be like hey man i see you out here all the time what's your deal <laughs> you know so you know I, I i mentioned that because like you know people aren't they don't want to form a relationship with someone who's just gonna kind of like jump in take advantage like in the surf like jump in steal a bunch of waves and leave and never come back you know mm -hmm. they don't want to form a relationship with that person they don't want that you know they'll probably block that person from from getting waves um so that everybody in their crew is the one getting waves so you know if you can take that metaphor out to groups it's like sometimes you know you got to pay your dues you know you got to show up you got to be consistent you got to mm -hmm. you know be a little bit altruistic sometimes when it comes to you know these borrowed audiences you know it can take take some time but once you actually get in then that can really bear some fruit because now it's like all the all the people at my local know me and you know they're not gonna cut me off or drop in on me or block me out you know they're they're just gonna you know as long as i show mutual respect um you know they're gonna let me get the waves i want to so um Fun little surfing example for you that just popped into my mind. <laughs> that was a good one. I liked yeah. it. I thoroughly enjoyed that one. <laughs> yeah. Sweet. Well, uh, I, for some reason, lost the, uh, the comments, but I was going to pop in and see how y'all are feeling. Maybe I can find it on the, on the Facebook. Yeah, I'm curious if anybody has has tried those the borrowed audience approach or has some referral partners that you work with. All right, I found the comments, obviously. Um, <laughs> well, I had, a, I had a call with Reagan last night and she thinks that I'm, I'm calling her out because uh, I guess this was speaking speaking right to her. <laughs> awesome. All right. Well, uh, Kate, is there anything you want to wrap up with? Because uh, I get to go have dinner with my parents for the for the first time in years, so I'm ready to make that happen. But uh, yeah, is I'm there anything so you want to wrap up with? Yeah, it's awesome. Oh, just listen. That like, if one approach isn't working that you've tried for a long time, if it's not working for you, it's not you. It's maybe change your approach. So like, it's not that your business is broken or that you're not meant for this. This is not some universal sign that you should give up on things. This is actually just a sign that you should change direction and try the direction that we're suggesting now, especially if it feels exciting and aligned for you, because we want your business to feel exciting, aligned, and super duper successful. 